Hello, everybody, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Around the World in 80 Drinks, a podcast dedicated to discerning drinking, presented by us, the Thinking Drinkers. My name is Ben McFarland, and I am joined, as ever, by my darling, my work wife, Tom Sandon. How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, positive vibes coming off me today. Um, I'm enjoying life. Mostly because we're, we're sort of nearing a spell of summer holiday time for the kids, which ironically means they can go to kids' clubs, even though the school wasn't open for the whole term. Kids' clubs uh, are. The kids' clubs are. I mean, work that logic out if you can. Um, in the school, the school hosts the kids' clubs. So the kids are going to be going for two days a week, which is the first time the house will be empty of our, our beautiful kids who I adore but who have become the biggest bellends known to man <laughs> during lockdown. Uh, no, that's not true. There have been some heartfelt moments of, of real bonding with the children over this mm-hmm. spell, but, uh, but when they're out the door, uh, I'll be drinking uh, champagne with my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what have you been drinking this week, talking of drinking champagne with oh, breakfast? That's a beautiful segue. Thanks, Tom. Uh, um, well, my wife, my wife, she um, bought me some beer, which is a rare occurrence. But she bought uh, some beers from that I've never heard of or tasted before, and they are very good. They're called, it's called No Heroes. Um, they're called the No Abs. Heroes Brewing Company. <laughs> yep. An apps, an apps as, beer for as, our business. Exactly. <laughs> as Tina Turner said, we don't need another one. Um, and but what they what's there's two good things about their beers. Firstly, every time you buy one, they plant a tree to save the environment and the dolphins and all that carry on. But each and every one of their cans has a different animal on it. And then they, they put, so their, their single hop mosaic IPA has got a picture of a badger on it. And so it's called badger can. Uh-huh. There's orangutan can, I think. <gasps> no there's, way. There's a monkey on it. Let me just go through them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Yep, yep, yep. There's cool. uh, there's an otter can. One for who was a guy who had his fingers chopped off by an otter? Nutkins. Uh, Terry Nutkins. Yeah. Yeah. Also. yeah. There's a rang. Well, what they've done is that they put a rangu can, which is good. There's a spider oh. can. Wordplay. Arachnophobes are not going to like that. There's an octa can, which is an octopus. You get buy some. Can, you get the idea. Um, yeah. Um, and then these lovely sort of silver monochrome cans they look wicked and but the beer is brilliant i uh, mm. went on a big bike ride on saturday and afterwards um i had their uh eagle can which is uh, their red ale hoppy red ale and it was very very nice okay. uh, so i've drank pretty much all of them I've, I've i imagine i've planted the equivalent of the amazon this weekend um so i'm just i'm just been giving back to answer your question brilliant saving i'm like right little greta thunberg um, so yeah, and they deliver 48, you know, uh, 48 hour delivery. So get on it. No heroes brewing.com. Uh, they're really, it's really nice, really nice gear. So that's what I've been drinking. And I wasn't paid to say that they were actually really nice. Uh, my wife, <laughs> we're, my not wife paid. we're not paid to say any of this. I know. Right? <laughs> I know there's a reason <laughs> the why. listeners should be aware. This is yeah. definitely a charitable venture of our own. Yes. Uh, we're not planting it's any off. trees. We're planting the seeds of drinks information. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yes, uh, very nice. Uh, apart from saving the environment, I've just been living my life. 
Okay, living your best life. Yes, living your best life. Yes. Good for you. Uh, That's a nice little bit of beer ahead of today because we're going to talk about vodka. Vodka, aren't we? Which is uh, a bit stronger. It's not beer. It's a bit stronger. And uh, I've been drinking a lot of neat vodka in preparation for this podcast. Taking one for the team. And uh, and well, I've selected some vodkas that Ben, I know you're very familiar with, uh, because during our time of shows or tastings with the tens of thousands of people who we've yes. performed in front of over the last decade, uh, we've tried some of these vodkas with our audiences along the way. Um, but I thought I'd give people a bit of background on what vodka is, man. Just yeah, so people know um, because it's kind of becoming a bit more, I suppose uh maligned uh, in the in the the wave of gin the ginaissance uh, vodka's sort of been been put to the back of the drinks cupboard really uh, but it is a great drink it's got great heritage and uh, although some people might suggest all vodkas taste the same they don't so it's important to understand why i think and it's also a good opportunity for anyone who's listening to us right now to go out and buy five or six different bottles of vodka and then they can drink them all together um, one by one and see how they're different responsibly drink absolutely best, drink better uh, so vodka comes from the word uh vodka or voda woda um which translates as little water doesn't it ben as in no no darling i've not been drinking i've just been having a little water <laughs> yes thank you very much well done well uh, but it's not it's not water uh, it's no. clear like water um but when you taste it you'll realize it's definitely alcohol and um i learned this to my cost at the tender age of 16 when i was in moscow that's my first vodka drinking experience uh, i went on a school trip with um with some friends to learn about the russian revolution and uh, over there at the time the dollars bought you anything including um, half a bottle of vodka at a bar um, and I sat there with my friend and drank about five shots of vodka in quick succession and I'd never really been drinking anything more than cider I suppose in the park so it was quite a it was quite a hellish experience uh, the home economics teacher was on that trip and I don't really I can never really work out why she wasn't really a Russian speaker and she wasn't a history teacher she taught you how to sew and make cakes. And she also decided that it was the best thing to do for me to give me salt water. Have you ever had that, Ben, if you've had too much yeah, to that's, drink? Yeah, um, that home economics teacher is wrong. She should yeah. have done that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can tell yeah. her that now. At the time, I think the, the fear amongst my peers was, this was, it was quite palpable. So they fed me this stuff. And uh, I, was, I was sick for about 24 hours. Um, yeah. Overdid it on a salt water from the sounds of things. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. It was quite a strange trip all around. We were in this hotel that was owned by the mafia and we went up for our for our dinner in the evening and we saw loads of scantily clad ladies in lycra dancing on a stage. And obviously being sixteen year old boys, we were all just eating our our dinner, which was this sort of undetermined meat in an orange sauce and dumplings, I imagine. Well, I don't know. We heard we heard from the from the kitchen the squeal of a cat. So most <laughs> of we were convinced we were eating cat meat. Um, but they were dancing in preparation for a wake of the the city's biggest mob boss who'd been murdered. Right. They were holding his wake in our hotel. 
Uh, so it was a really interesting trip, and I drank a lot of vodka, and it put me off vodka for a long time. Uh, but what year was this? To... What year was this? Ninety-five, uh, right. maybe ninety-five. What could you? Was that? So that was our. It wasn't like you could get a. You could like get a car for a can of coke and a pair of Levi's or anything. Not quite, but they they just opened the McDonald's. I think we went ah. to the McDonald's there. And I had an IQ'd and inside there were people begging um, for money to buy bread. And we were eating McDonald's in their faces. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> Best what Big Mac I've ever had though. Really? Best, best Big Mac I've ever had. It was, um, it was like the picture. The, the, the salad was actually crisp and fresh. And it was honestly, it, it's the best Big Mac I've ever had. And I, as you know, I'm a big And what fan. did they, I uh, don't want to sound like the uh, guys from... Pulp Fiction, but what do they call the Big Mac in Russia? Do you remember? I don't know. It's in sort of this funny shape. Funny language. It's like a different language, isn't it? Uh, I just said Big Mac, and they said, yeah, da, whatever Big Mac ski or something yeah. like that. Big uh, Mac no, they of... probably said, have a nice day, because they were trying to get all American. Um, anyway, so that was my that first right? introduction. Okay. Uh, but the Russians didn't invent vodka, even though I've started with Russia. And a Russian drinking experience. Uh, the well, actually, it's the subject of a mass debate. A mass debate over who came first, uh, the Russians or the Polish. But the first evidence of a recipe is in Polish. Uh, it can be made anywhere in the world. There's no law saying it has to be made in Poland or or Russia. It can be made by any fermentable product, so potatoes, beets, grains, and grapes. And if you have sugar, you can ferment, so you can make a beer or wine, that can be distilled, and then you've got some vodka. You need to distill to a very high level, over 95% ABV, which is a, ter- a term for this alcohol is neutral alcohol. So they're taking away, or stripping out all the flavours and aromas, the congeners in alcohol that carry all the flavour and the aroma. So they're trying to find a very neutral spirit. Um, and I've started with the Polish vodka, so if you are at home and you you would like to pour a vodka i'd suggest starting with a polish vodka i've got belvedere which we've used ben in our shows haven't we yep Big i love a bit of belvedere you like polish vodka don't you it's worth well i do ben's because my vodka. um my mother-in-law is from poland and uh, her family so i go over there quite a lot and vodka is very very much part of their culture um if you go around for lunch at my uh um, my wife's grandmother, who's 93 and still kayaks. She still kayaks. Um, wow. Yeah, she's, um, but she she drinks, she, she'll, she, everyone has a vodka with the starter. Um, and if you're celebrating something, it comes out. And they, they make their own flavored vodkas in the flats. I mean, it's, yeah, extraordinary. And every, yeah, it's that when you go out, there's, there's lots of Warsaw's got some great vodka bars there as well, but what you realise is that when you they drink it neat, they drink it very chilled, and you often have it with um, sledge, which is like herring and onion on toast. It's lovely, really nice. But beer. Didn't you, did you have some of that carry on at your wedding? Because yes. I remember, because at your wedding, I I should say that I was Ben's best man. Was half, you were a joint best man. Half, with his, uh, very, his actual friend, yeah. Tom Deards. <clears throat> I was slight, slightly nervous. I don't like giving best man speeches, really. It's only happened twice in my life, but it's, uh, it's quite unpleasant. And um, 
And so I didn't really eat all day. And then, and I knew what was coming as well. I knew I had to tell Ben's family a story about how Ben, when he went to the toilet in the Soho House Club, um, couldn't find any toilet paper. So he wiped his bottom with a business card, one of our yeah. business cards. So I knew well, I had that's... to tell everyone. I had to tell everyone that story and I was a bit nervous but afterwards all I all I managed to clutch hold of was a lot of Polish vodka and Mm. um and food that went with it and it was brilliant but I did get yes you weren't the most drunk drunk. my brother was the most drunk in because he he (laughs) he entertained us all with his accordion playing which is very nice but then later in the evening he was convinced that someone had stolen his accordion um, namely a local, he, he suspected that a local gang had stolen it. Bear in mind, we were in Chiswick. It made it quite unlikely. Sure enough, he just, oh, yeah, he left guy. It and, this he is left just what there. I need for my collection. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of times I just get, I get offered accordions, <laughs> hot accordions. Cases, not yeah. n- empty cases. Yeah. <laughs> Be specific about what stolen good you want. <laughs> yeah, quite. It was that sort of affair. That um, I blame the I blame the vodka. No, um, but it is it is deceptively uh, strong, isn't it? Because it, it, mm. especially when it's chilled, you can have two or three, and you're sat down. You can feel quite alert and quite mm. um, compassmentous, but then you go to stand up, and things become immediately quite unsteady. Uh, <laughs> And I, when I first started courting my wife, uh, there was a lot of vodka dinners, and there's because of Vigilia, Polish Christmas, which you everyone has, everyone stands up and makes a toast to something or other. There's so much toasting in uh, Polish culture. You stand up, you say how much you love everyone, and good luck for the future. And then you have a vodka, and if there's 15 people around the table, yes, to if you, you, know, you end up drinking quite a quite a lot in fact there's mm. a story about the, a guy from ikea who's opened up his moscow the, the owner of ikea went over to moscow to open up uh, a store there and obviously you had to deal with quite a lot of red tape the kind of red tape that you were involved the kind of <laughs> mafia essentially uh yeah. down with lots of people and he and he he reckons he became a alcoholic over it because every really? all time of the day there was vodka and well, that kind of uses their weapon to just yes well stalin um, did it as well stalin didn't he did yeah yeah stalin he, did it in his meetings with his with his uh cabinet and they would sit in there till five o'clock in the morning and by the end of it they were just drinking vodka the whole way through and he managed to get through whatever the reforms he wanted and they just stumble out into daylight absolutely annihilated and in fact churchill went over there and was wise to it and refused to drink the vodka he drank um some armenian wine or something instead um uh, yes it can have that, that one of effect. the many things stalin did which was rather rather off really wasn't it yeah yeah he in fact but he did but he did uh, oversee the building of a lot of those high-rise hotels that i was staying in uh, which subsequently owned by the mafia of <laughs> russia what an interesting country it is but i was talking about <clears throat> The Polish, actually. Oh, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> interesting you mentioned yes. the toast because the Polish uh, insist that vodka should be made from, from potatoes and grain. And I said there you can make vodka from anything. They, were, they got so het up about how vodka was being made from substandard fermentables, in their opinion, that they got the EU to change the regulation. And now if it's not made with 
potato or grain it does need to say that on the bottle you can still get these vodkas and they're very good a syrup make a great vodka which is quite interesting filtration gets a lot of time on on the labels as well if you're looking through the shops and trying to select a vodka uh, sometimes you'll see that vodka has been filtered through diamonds which sounds impressive uh, doesn't necessarily do anything for the vodka charcoal filtration has been used for centuries in in vodka production that is quite important uh, charcoal can take out some of the sulfury notes there isn't a lot left in vodka though when it's been distilled so um, some producers like Kettle One, which we've, who we talked about on this pod, they uh, use a copper pot afterwards and redistill, uh, put more water and reduce the alcohol and then redistill in a copper pot. And that can smooth out some of the character as well. So there is there are other ways to add some character to the spirit. Now, it does all of all of this means there is a is a flavor difference. And as we're drinking our Belvedere. Uh, yeah, I've got it here. <clears throat> that's the sound of me drinking vodka neat uh is uh it's a rye vodka belvedere so it's got quite a a slight spice to it which is mm. not discernible if you drank it alone and it's fair to say that some vodka experts have become uh, they've, they've come undone during blind tastings for selecting the cheaper vodka over the more luxury end of vodka uh, but they have been at least able to discern some difference so as a rough guide the rye vodka there would give you a sort of a nutty drier almost slightly slightly peppery heat to it but almost like rye bread mm. uh, then wheat would give you maybe a lemon zest some sometimes people talk a little bit about an aniseed uh, flavor profile on wheat corn is buttery and sweeter barley is like a biscuity crispy crispy sort of crispity crispity is not that a word good word no i like it uh, yeah uh, potato is creamy um and more vegetal notes you might say grape has got that sort of fruity note and a big grape vodka is is siroc isn't it yes yeah and 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 come born out of the idea of making a neutral grain spirit from the cognac process, because they use great distillate eau de vies, oh, which they yeah. then age. If you don't age the eau de vie and you distill to a higher level, you've got a vodka. So it kind of makes sense, actually. Uh, the Polish do a brilliant potato vodka called Luxusova. Mm. So, so I would suggest getting something like a Belvedere and a Luxusova to do a Polish comparison. And you'll really see the difference between potato vodka and a grain vodka if you tasted those together. Another great Polish rye vodka is Zubrovka, which we've talked about before on, on the podcast. I think it's the one that's flavoured with a bison grass, piece of bison grass. Yeah. And so that's slightly sweeter and got a different profile again. So that's the Polish. The Russians have a claim on vodka, and that comes in the form of the Greek monk who was called Isidore of Kiev. And he, he claimed to have picked up distilling techniques when he was on a bit of an Italian field trip with his fellow monks in the 1430s. And he came back to Russia. What a laugh that must have been. Well, I'd say so. A lot of, lot of learning about Jesus, but also getting drunk. So he came back with all these distillation methods to Russia. He had a few, got a bit of mouthy. Uh, government didn't like him, so they, they put him in prison. And it's suggested that in the Chudov Monastery, he distilled Russia's first vodka. I'm not quite sure how this works, really, because that would suggest that a man who'd been locked in prison was given this stilling kit. Uh, and, yeah, that's unlikely. I mean, and grain. Not, <laughs> the Great Escape 
you know, they dug a t- tunnels using like toothpicks and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. But I... making, but cobbling. Although I've seen the A team, and they often got yeah. hold up in some fairly sparse conditions, but would could create like a tank. So, and also he did have God on his side. So yes. So maybe, maybe the Almighty God dropped in, in some Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Um, true. We'll never true. know. It's almost no. Like this story may not be true. I smell bullshit all over the story. Bullshit. Bullshit. And he said in 1441 he escapes by getting the, dr- the gods drunk. So that's how he got away. But he left all his kit behind. So that's how they worked out how to make vodka. It's all very strange, that story. But the Russians are responsible for our idea of purity and why purity is important. And that comes from Peter the Great, who was the ruler in Russia in the 17th century. A really impressive a man in stature. He was six foot seven inches tall. Uh, he was very successful as, during his reign, if a little bit aggressive. Mm. Uh, he overthrew military leaderships abroad. He revolutionized naval engineering. He enforced attacks on beards. That's something we should bring in, especially yeah. it's getting out of control. <laughs> I, I heard that uh, Henry VIII did that as well recently, which is... Uh, not something I'd ever heard before. Um, other random acts. He created St. Petersburg, which is a lovely city. That's a good, that's uh, good one for the CV. That is yeah, a nice place. Less good. Less good though, Ben. Mm. Um, holding weddings for little people. Well, I'm glad you used the phrase little people because yeah. in the previous podcast, you didn't use that phrase. And I didn't. I've learned. Um, bad. But holding weddings in itself was not the crime. He made them jump out of pies, which is just funny. <laughs> Different times. Come on, man. Different times. Different uh, times. Quite cool. He had his uh, pet monkey, which would sit on the back of his throne. He also trained a bear to serve vodka, which is That's better good. than poking them when they're dancing with sticks. Yeah. Um, he had a tendency to push the boundaries of responsible drinking. He set up something called the all-joking, all-drunken synod of fools and gestures. Um, the aim of it was to get drunk every day and never go to bed, which is a pretty ambitious aim. Uh, and one of the forfeits, if you didn't continue the drink, do you keep up with the continuous drinking of four day banquets, was downing the eagle, a litre cup filled with vodka. Uh, that's a lot of vodka to down. Um, so he was a strange man, and in some circles, he earned the reputation as the Antichrist. So, <laughs> that's mixed not... bag. <laughs> Imagine that at your funeral. He's been called yeah. many things, but the Antichrist. <laughs> Is the one that he's most well known for. Oh uh, yeah, but he pure, but he he made vodka well, decent. Yes, he used his engineering uh, nous to set up a, a distillation kit that triple distilled vodka. So by doing that, his quest for purity is one that we still apply to to vodka today. Really, um, the Russian vodka I selected was Beluga, which is quite a luxury Russian vodka uh, made from barley. Uh, with the purest water from a Siberian artillery wells. Yeah. Water does matter a bit though, because you yeah. it's still tonight over ninety five percent and then you add water. So it doesn't But can to you be manipulate good. that water? Can you, you can add, really you could, so yeah. I could you could be taken out of a canal. Yeah. And, and then putting it through Well, I'd hope you'd refine it a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could but just, what I mean is you can treat water this it's yeah. a bit like brewing. Everyone talks about the water, but you can manipulate the water to, 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 to do whatever you want it to do, really. Yeah. Still, yeah. it's nice. It's a nice, if, if you happen to be in a, a, a romantic stream, shout about it. it. 
yeah. use it. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the marketing spiel for sure. Beluga do a Beluga Allure bottle, which is wrapped in brown leather and stamped with the details reflecting the craftsmanship that goes into the polo team, the Russian polo team, which they sponsor. Oh, I bet that's a down-to-earth bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I should be drinking it, but it is very nice, quite smooth, and uh, it's, a, it's a good vodka. Uh, a quick word about the Smirnoffs. Uh, they did establish themselves in Russia. Uh, Russian Peter Smirnov, who was born a serf and defied the odds to become the world's most famous vodka maker. But after his death, uh, his son uh, Vladimir took over and there was the Russian Revolution after the World War. And even though the vodka distillery wasn't doing too well, they did get targeted by the Bolsheviks. And he was arrested and uh, sentenced to prison and sentenced to death. Incredibly, Vladimir escaped the firing squad six times, which Spawny. is pretty lucky, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we are no sniper squad, but I'm pretty confident I could clip a blindfolded man if he was a few <laughs> feet away and they had six or seven mates with guns at the same time. But um, the, he, he managed to evade the execution through various means. One of them was when he was on his way to being shot, he started singing a very catchy song and all the guards got so engrossed singing along with him they missed the turning for where they apparently were supposed to shoot. Oh, that him. old classic. Yeah. How could they fall for that story. one? <laughs> Again. Uh, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he managed to escape and uh, he eventually ended up in America and he was almost destitute, but he sold uh, the, the, well, in fact, he sold his, the rights to Smirnoff in Paris and then to an American, an American Rudolf Kunit went to America. To America. I know it's quite the name. Well, be careful. I can see why they went with Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> can it? Can it? So they um, is that the best-selling vodka in the world, Smirnoff? Uh, that's a good question, Ben. I think it probably is. Yeah, it's certainly the most ubiquitous. They uh, yes, uh, they make yeah. a, a lot of it in um, in Scotland now, up, up by uh, where they make Tanqueray Gin, a right? Huge distilling plant up there. Uh, nothing wrong with Smirnoff. It's made very well. And uh, it's just, uh, there are lots of, there's lots of competitions these days. Um, but before we, we leave vodka, I wanted to say that it is made everywhere around the world, which is why Ben and I are pretty keen to explore lots of different countries and what they have to offer. We've talked a bit about Raker in the past, which is an Icelandic vodka. Oh, I love and I'm a big fan. Oh, I'm a big fan of Raker. Uh, the world's first green vodka, they claimed to be when they when they launched this, but it's made with uh, glacial water that's filtered through thousand-year-old rock and uh, distilled using sustainable energy from geothermal heat, which is quite cool. Um, and I had the pleasure of belling around on a glacier in a skidoo snowmobile in Iceland and hung out in one of their geothermal baths, so I can say... What's that like? Can they, is that the, 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 the geothermal baths? Are they like the ones with steams coming out? And yeah. Just, yeah. Do you float? Is it? And does it? Do you sort of float around naturally? Is you it? Just sit around, really. I didn't do any bombs into the swimming pool. Were you in there? Do you? I mean, are there lots of people in there with you, or is it so big that you can just sort of float about? It's, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty hectic, I suppose, but it's very relaxing. Just it's quite odd. So you're just sat there just taking it in i suppose for about half an hour and then you just go and drink more vodka really. but, so i don't like getting in jacuzzis i don't like oh it's not like that it's not like no that. It's, they're bigger than no that. 
Yes, bigger than that. It's like it's a like big, a big sort of centre parks, outdoor centre parks. Oh, now you're talking. Adults. Yeah, there weren't any Does that have a TGI Fridays in a, a Frankie and Benny's? <laughs> <laughs> no water slides uh and no but no no floating turds either so heavy petting do you get do any of that no one told me i couldn't um apart from the woman i was trying it on <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah good uh, lad <laughs> get her off uh so i did i went on a skidoo and a skidoo on a glacier i have to say one of those memories that you don't lose what a laugh Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, great gear. Uh, I saw some of this in Sainsbury's. We get all our spirits uh, through Whiskey Exchange, actually, but you can buy Raker in Sainsbury's. So get some. It's great. Um, I've got Swedish Vodka. Absolute is probably the brand most people recognize. But if you are uh, diversifying in your vodka selections, then try the Absolute Elix, which is another grain vodka. Uh, but the grain vodka for the Elix is harvested exclusively from the Rebelof estate in Sweden. Um, foraging. More, more foraging. foraging. And they use a hand-operated copper steel, which dates back to 1921. And it's a bit stronger, 42.3% ABV. So um, we're a big fan of that. It was seen in um, the TV show Succession. Yep. Apparently there's a series number three coming out, but they've just had to postpone it because it's, it's COVID. But there is number three coming out. Okay. Uh, good. That's brilliant. That's yes. been the best thing that's happened on television for a long time. Uh, so watch Succession and drink vodka. And if you want to buy British, important to add, we've got some smashing vodkas uh, being made here. Chase, which you may be familiar with, uh, is is brilliant. They use potatoes from their farm around them. So that's a chunky, rich vodka they make. Adnams uses the beer wash from their brewery so they use the barley wash to make the vodka in their own distillery so that's a real farm to uh, distilling story as well farm to bottle and black cow down grain in Dorset, to glass. They... Oh, that's, that's great oh it's not grain, grain is it it's not is it yeah because it's potato yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway um the black cow vodka down in Dorset is also worth checking out they use the leftovers from grass-fed cow's milk by which I mean the way. No way. And, um, well, there way. is way. <laughs> to make their vodka. So check out English vodkas as well, because it can be made anywhere. Start with Polish, uh, flirt with the Russians, then go anywhere. Uh, that's That would be my approach. Yeah, because so. just going back to the, the Polish, the Belvedere did a thing where they discussed terroir, didn't they? Mm. They took grains from different re- different parts of... The, the the grain growing region and it reflected that that then you could taste the difference in it in, did in, in the two different and that that was that was quite interesting it and did i work think as well. i it's 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 much maligned because it became synonymous vodka didn't it with people just drinking it as the rocket fuel in 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 mixed drinks and there was no reverence there was no understanding of what what was going into them but when you drink these things neat, especially if you accompany it with a little bit of food, it's there's some wonderful stuff out there. And it is if you've got a drinks cabinet, you've got to have four or five vodkas at the very least. I think so, and um, I, and I do honestly believe that if you sit down and drink it, 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 we always say drink less, drink better. And if you take that approach with vodka, spend a bit more money on something that's got a story as well, because you can sit around chatting about it, don't you? On a, yeah, where it's come from and, and the people who've made it 
uh, then vodka's worth exploring in that fashion rather than just boshing some tonic water or soda in there and um, and not really thinking about the story. So that's vodka. Don't don't leave it at the back of your drinks cabinet. Explore it. Like all yeah. these things, it'll improve your Have a your vodka lives. martini. That will, mm. and you can get mm. some of the character in that. Well, okay. Tom, that was fascinating. I like the stories of the monkeys and the little people and the mafias. The, the mafia stuff less so because it makes me a bit edgy. I've just finished watching that thing about the um, thing in Salisbury with the mm. um, Novacek and the KGB. Yeah. Which is funny. They're I mean, after a few vodka, quite naughty, aren't they? They are. After a few vodkas, you seem less scared of them. There are a couple of lads who actually lobbed dinner plates off the top of the high-rise hotel after drinking vodka before they found out it was owned by the mafia. And um, mm. safe to say, they get themselves to themselves <laughs> after after finding out. I must say, your school trip sounds a roaring success. All in all, <laughs> sounds like what well, an educational. <laughs> Odyssey, I didn't, it was. I didn't, even, I didn't even get to the moment where the history teacher and the home economics teacher decided to try and walk the whole school party across the busiest road in Europe, which is a four-lane motorway, and got halfway across and realised there was just a, a load of Skodas charging towards us. So shouted, off the road, and half the school went one way and half the school group went the other, and one lad just stayed in the middle and got hit by a Skoda. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up having to take him two non-russian speaking teachers out of their depth had to take him to a hospital where he miraculously only suffered a serious concussion i mean it oh was God. quite an interesting school trip it's hard to see why this teacher only taught home economics <laughs> she really didn't have a good time did she no you wonder if they were just drinking vodka the whole time yeah, that's um, what you realise on school trips. That you get to know your teachers a bit better and then you think, oh my God, you are fallible. Yeah. Who yeah. don't know what you're doing either. Ended up in teaching for the six-week yeah. holidays. Yeah. We know your game. Yes. Anyway, well done, Tom. That was fascinating. I think we've ticked off vodka there. Um, now, a bit of news here, guys, because Tom and I are the hardest-working guys in drinks-based irreverent journalist <laughs> podcast arena and we are we deserve a rest we've been entertaining you pod bods for far too long and so we're gonna take a pause from the traditional pods around 180 drinks and but we're gonna put up don't worry you still be able to hear our lovely voices because we're gonna put up a series of european championship drinking games um which sounds like they're not, they're not drinking games. They're not, we're not encouraging you to drink irresponsibly here. We're just going to, over the next couple of weeks or so, because I'm going on a holiday and Tom, you're going away as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we have recreated the European Euro 2020 football championships, but with drink. And so there's a group games, there's the quarterfinals. You should have seen it on YouTube. You should have seen it on our social media as well. Um, but we're putting the audio of those, tastings on onto the onto a, the around the world native drinks pod, podcast and you can download them from from now pretty much and you can listen to them one by one or you can download the whole lot and listen to them all in one go and then you need to go and see a therapist because that's a weird thing to do um they are they do come complete with some visual gags on the youtube uh, mm. and, and i think eventually podcasting will move a bit more towards the youtube as well so we might start filming these podcasts so now's a good time to subscribe to our youtube 
channel, Thinking Drinkers. If you type in Thinking Drinkers and Euro 2020 into YouTube, you'll find those videos and, uh, and you'll see more content appearing up on there. And, and you can enjoy the visual gags. Yeah, we'll put all the vi- we'll put all the links to the YouTube on and uh, as, as part of the information on underneath mm. each pod episode. So, but we'll be we'll be back pretty shortly um, with normal normal service will resume. But um, for now, enjoy those. Have a good time, and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Cheers.